everybody, and welcome to Sharks Pond South Park Podcast. I'm your host, Bill, and this is a Halloween episode. Yes, after so many seasons of not doing one, we actually have a Halloween episode. Oh my gosh, you guys have no idea, no idea how much I miss South Park Halloween episodes. If you are listening to this for the first time and you're wondering why I'm so excited about this episode and the Halloween episode in general is while doing this podcast, which we are halfway through season 21, I dare say that the South Park Halloween episodes are just as good, if not better, than The Simpsons' Treehouse of Horrors, which has been going on for 30-plus years. The only difference between what South Park does and The Simpsons do is with The Simpsons, they do it every year, which honestly is a tradition. It really has become a tradition. With South Park... They don't always do Halloween episodes. It's kind of a, we will do the episode when we need to do the episode. And this is one of these times where they need to do the episode. So, we got a Halloween episode. And this is dealing with witches abductions, and allegations, because critics seen have seen this episode as parodying the hypocrisy surrounding the Harvey Weinstein sexual abuse allegations, and he's in jail, thank God. So, the episode I'm going to be talking about is Sons of Witches. That is the episode. Um, I've been looking forward to this one, because... I remember the last time I watched this episode, which was many years ago, I enjoyed this episode. Does it hold up? Well, we're going to find out. So let's get into it. This week's episode here on Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast, Sons of Witches. The episode was written and directed by Trey Parker and originally aired on October 25th, 2017, and for this episode, they have a special Halloween-themed opening, and I apologize in advance if you can't hear the audio. It's the best quality I could get. And that's our special Halloween intro that we get for the episode. And, and I like it. It changes things up, and there's, you know, certain spots that, you know, you could point out, one of which, the ghost of Clyde's mom. 
and um, Randy being angry from the FaceTime Halloween episode. So our episode begins with the dads in a car as they're listening to I Want Candy by Bow Wow Wow. And they're dressed as witches. Okay, well, why are they dressed as witches? Well, you see, the guys have this tradition where the week of Halloween, the week of Halloween, they get together, dress up as witches, and drink a lot of Jack Daniels. And uh, they may smoke a little crack, too. So, Randy brings the supply of Jack to Sharon's dismay. And the dads are going, not all the dads, but the dads are going to a hill to have their fun. Meanwhile, Cartman and Heidi are going to go to the pumpkin patch. And Cartman is being very impatient because Heidi... You know, can't figure out what she's going to wear. You know, she wants to be absolutely right. She has to use the bathroom. And Eric's like, it's been open an hour now. We got to get going. We don't want to miss anything. So eventually, they do manage to get down the steps. And Cartman's mom is going to take them. And this is the first time in a while that I've really focused on Heidi's dad because it's been a long time since we've seen Heidi's dad or heard Heidi's dad and I'm looking at it and I'm like oh my god if I'm Cartman and I'm acting like this in front of him in front of my girlfriend's dad who is muscular he'd kick my ass he really would so we go back to the park, and all the guys are there. They've got the jack. they got the crack. They're about to celebrate. And they start going up the hill as they sing their own version of Everybody Have Fun Tonight by Wang Chong, where they go, Everybody have jack and crack. Everybody have crack and jack. <laughs> so that was kind of funny. So they get to the pumpkin patch. And Cartman is hauling ass to get to the entrance. Here's Butters. Here's Scott Malkinson. They've got really good pumpkins. They get there, and Cartman is told the petting zoo is closed, the churro stand is closed, but the bounce house is still open. And Cartman's upset because, you know, he's not going to be able to go to the petting zoo. So as that's going on, the guys are celebrating as Iron Maiden's The Number of the Beast plays. And I'm glad they use this song for this episode. And I'm kind of glad that I'm at the point where we could talk about this song. Because the song, when it first came out, and, and I'm a huge Iron Maiden fan. I love Iron Maiden. When the song came out, it meant with a lot of controversy, especially from the religious side. So, before I get into the controversy, I want to talk about where the song came from, the idea, and how the recording went. 
So according to Steve Harris, who is the writer of the song, also he's the bassist and the founder of the band, it was inspired by a nightmare he had after watching the film Damien Omen 2. Um, I have not seen that, and I've seen parts of the first one, so... Mm. In addition to the poem Tame O'Shanter by Robert Burns. So the song opens with a spoken word passage read by English actor Barry Clayton, which quotes Revelation 12.12 and 13.18. According to Bruce Dickinson, the vocalist of the band at the time, the band originally asked Vincent Price to read the intro, but decided to hire Clayton after Price refused to do it for anything less than 25,000 pounds. Man, could you imagine Vincent Price? Doing that intro, mm, half understanding the lick and the number of the beast. I know I, I don't really have a good uh, Vincent Price impersonation. So the track is known for its very long, high-pitched and guttural wail at the end of the intro, which all music describes as the most blood-curdling Dickinson scream on record. In the classic albums episode of the Number of the Beast album. Dickinson stated that it came about through frustration with producer Martin Birch, who forced him to sing the introduction repeatedly for hours on end. Now to the controversy. In addition to the album's artwork and title, and, and, and I do want to say the single, the, the cover for the single, is their mascot, Eddie, holding the devil's head. That's pretty tight. The song was a prominent target of religious groups in the United States who accused Iron Maiden of being a satanic group. The controversy led to organized burnings of the group's album, as well as several protests during their 1982 tour, although this would only serve to give the band more publicity. Harris has since commented that the accusations made against them were mad. They completely got the wrong end of the stick. They obviously hadn't read the lyrics. They just wanted to believe all that rubbish about us being Satanists. And don't worry, I will be reading the lyrics in a couple of minutes. On their following album, Peace of Mind, the band placed a back-masked message at the beginning of the song Still Life, in which the band's drummer, Nico McBrain, gives a drunken impression of Idi Amin. According to McBrain, the message in which he says... What ho, said the ting with the tree bounds, don't meddle with tings you don't understand, was directed at those who had labeled Iron Maiden as devil worshippers, commenting, We thought, if people were going to be stupid about this sort of thing, we might as well give them something to be really stupid about, you know? When the music video first was shown on MTV, Eddie's appearance at the end was edited out after complaints from frightened viewers. Okay, so now that we've gone through the history and the controversy, let's read the lyrics. Of course, I'm not going to play the song on here because that probably would cost a lot of money. So, the intro reads, Woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil sends the beast with wrath. Because he knows the time is short, let him who hath understanding reckon the number of the beast. For it is a human number. Its number 
is 666. So after that intro, you get to the lyrics, and I will read the lyrics. Don't worry, I'm not going to sing. I left alone. My mind was blank. I needed time to think to get the memories from my mind. What did I see? Can I believe that what I saw that night was real and not just fantasy? Just what I saw in my old dreams were they reflections of my warped mind staring back at me. Because in my dreams, it's always there, the evil face that twists my mind and brings me to despair. And then this is where Bruce Dickinson would do the, the screen. Night was black, was no use holding back, because I just had to see was someone watching me. In the mist, dark figures move and twist. Was all this for real or just some kind of hell? 666, the number of the beast, hell and fire was spawned to be released. Then, the next set, torches blazed and sacred chants were praised as they start to cry, hands held to the sky. In the night, the fires are burning bright. The ritual has begun. Satan's work is done. 666, the number of the beast. Sacrifice is going on tonight. This can't go on. I must inform the law. Can this still be real or just some crazy dream? But I feel drawn towards the chanting hordes seem to, seem to mesmerize can't avoid their eyes. 666, the number of the beast. 666, the one for you and me. I'm coming back. I will return. And I'll possess your body and I'll make you burn. I have the fire. I have the force. I have the power to make my evil take its course. And those are the lyrics. So... For anybody out there who thinks that this song is about worshiping the devil and Iron Maiden or Satanists, I just proved my point in the point of the majority of the people. They are absolutely not Satanists at all. Alright, so back to our episode. Um, one of the witches, a man by the name of Chip Duncan, brings a spell book up. And he got this from Salem, Massachusetts, a month ago. And they're like, all right, why don't, why don't you read it? So he starts to read. And Chip ends up turning into a witch. A real witch. And he flies and he throws these fireballs at everybody and everyone is running away and he kidnaps a couple of kids. So now we've got a problem. We have an actual real witch. So the next day at school, the boys are talking about the incident that happened with the witch the previous night. While that's going on, Cartman has this stare, and it reminds me of Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Um, he has that stare, and he's looking right at Heidi. And when Heidi waves, it's so funny. Cartman just gives like a kind of an angry like wave of the hand, like. Mm. So, the guys 
what they're talking about is they want to come up with a plan to get the the witch, to get rid of the witch. To which Cartman is thinking that they are saying that they are coming up with a plan to get rid of Heidi. And Cartman's like, yeah, I'm on board. Absolutely. So Randy wakes up with a massive hangover. And he's told by a very pissed off Sharon what happened the night before. So, you know... The guys that night, they're starting to have some second thoughts about this. Because they're on a, you know, they feel like they're on a witch pursuit thing. You know, that they're being pursued because they dress as witches. Meanwhile, Chip flies again at night and he you know, kidnaps another kid or two while disturbing the town. Meanwhile, the boys are at, I, I assume it's Butter's house. I'm, so I'm just going to assume it's Butter's house. And they're finding ways, you know, to get ready to get rid of the witch. Here comes Cartman with a board, with a whiteboard and a drawing. And he's like, all right, I've got the plan. This is the plan that we're going to have to get rid of Heidi Turner. We're going to take her to the Ross, dress for less store. And this is where Kyle comes in and has an argument about Heidi and tells Carmen, look, it's obvious you can't stand being with her. You just don't want to, you, you want to dump her, but you just can't. Why don't you just leave the poor girl alone? And then Carmen has a comeback of, Look, until you get into a relationship, you don't have any right to tell me. Um, remember Hooked on Monkey Phonics from season three? I do. So, Cartman's plan is basically ruined. So, we're going to go to this next scene. It is at the school. And the mayor is actually the one who does this presentation... But it's not the presentation you'd think it is. Students and parents, I know that you are all concerned about the witch who is preying upon our town. And I want to speak to you all about how to try and protect yourselves. But first, some gentlemen have asked to speak on what they perceive to be a witch pursuit thing. Oh, I'm supposed to be. Because you're all little sons of witches. 
Okay, so before I continue, I had this idea the other night, and I told my dad this. I think you guys would get a kick out of this. Um, so I thought of this. I don't know if this is an actual drinking game. If it is, please let me know on Twitter, SharksPond97, or on our Facebook group, SharksPond South Park Podcast. What you do is you watch a movie. And every time someone says the title of the movie, you have to take a drink. You have to take a drink. Every time someone says the title of the movie, during the movie. So, like, if you were doing the TV version, and you're watching this, and you heard Gerald say, Y'all are sons of witches, you have to take a drink. You have to take a drink. Okay, so after that, Cartman meets with Heidi in the hallway. And tells her that they've been invited to a Halloween costume party tonight. And that Cartman has the costumes. So, he's like, I'll be at your house at 5. And Heidi's like, why don't you make it 4.30? It'll take me a while. And Cartman's like, oh, yes, it will. So, the town is kind of in disarray. Cartman wants to get rid of Heidi. And the boys are trying to find a way to get rid of this witch so that way they'll be able to trick-or-treat. So, Randy gets a knock from Butter's dad at the door. And they have a talk. And Butter's dad is like, look, I I just feel like I, I, I can't do this anymore. I gotta tell my wife. You know, I, I gotta tell my wife we do this. And Randy's like, can you wait until tomorrow morning? Let, let, let's wait until tomorrow morning. So after Butter's dad leaves, Randy calls someone on the phone and he's like, Hey, uh, Stephen's kind of, you know, wanting to leave. Why don't we sacrifice him to the devil tonight? So now we see Hansel and Gretel. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. That's Cartman and Heidi dressed as Hansel and Gretel. Or as I call them, Hansel and Gretel. That's a reference to uh, one of my favorite, probably my favorite Bugs Bunny cartoon of all time, uh, Bewitched Bunny from the 1950s, um, where in the episode, or in the cartoon, and it's the debut of Witch Hazel, um, she is the witch for, you know, Hansel and Gretel, and it's so freaking funny, because it's like, yeah, 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 this good, yeah, oh yeah, this good, and you can hear her go like, Let's go eat the goodies, the goodies, the goodies. Let's go eat the goodies. La, 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 la. And then Bug sees this and he wants to save the kids. And is like, what are your names? My name is Gretel and my name is Hansel. Hansel? 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 And then he tells the kids, you know, what the witch is going to do. And then they run away. But before they do, they go to the witch. He's like, yeah, your mother runs like a vacuum cleaner. And they run away. It's it's one of my favorite. It's my favorite cartoon, honestly. It really is. Your mother rides a vacuum cleaner. So, okay, so Hansel and Gretel. I'm going to be doing this for the rest of the episode, by the way. So if you hate it, you're going to have to deal with it. So... Cartman Hansel and Heidi Gretel are walking in the woods and, you know, 
Heidi's scared. She's really scared. And they hear a sound. And Cartman hides. Heidi is scared to death at this point. And here comes the witch. And Cartman stays behind the bushes. Oh, yeah. Real good boyfriend. Boyfriend of the year material, folks. So, now the boys are trying to figure out, because they figured out, okay, our dads have been doing this for years. Our moms have told us this. Well, there's one person that was in this group that isn't there. Maybe they could talk to him. And who is that person? Mr. Garrison. So Butters calls Mr. Garrison. And they have a little talk. It's like, so, uh, how are the getting rid of the immigra immigrants going? Eh, I've only gotten rid of about six so far. Um, how's the wall building going? Look, are you just going to make fun of me? I'm going to dick around. So Butters tells, the, you know, tells Mr. Garrison about Chip Duncan and the situation. And he's like, oh, yeah, Chip. Yeah, he was always kind of a dick. So they need Mr. Garrison's help. And, and let's think about this, folks. We're going to go, like, in your mind, let's go back to a year ago where Mr. Garrison, you know, we're close to the end of the campaign. They don't want him to win. They don't want Garrison to win. And a year later, it's the kids who are like, we need your help. <laughs> we need your help. So Hansel is at the police station and is reporting the situation that happened with Heidi. And at one point, one of the police officers is like, well, why didn't you go to save her? You know, aren't you a good boyfriend? And Hansel's like, hey, you're trying to, you know, try to insult the victim? How dare you? I will have your badge number. So then they get a call that something is going on at Ross. So they go. And Cartman goes. And then the boys tell Butters, we gotta go. Everyone's meeting there. So Butters' dad is walking in the parking lot. And the rest of the guys circle him and they're like you're the one that's been stealing the kids you're you're the one we've called the cops they're on their way so here come the police and you know butter's dad steven is like look i didn't do this i really did not do this and then here comes chip and he flies in and he's like i'm gonna keep doing this this is going to keep making me, you know, get stronger and stronger every minute, every moment. And then someone goes, oh, no, it's another witch. And it's Air Force One flying. And here's Mr. Garrison coming in. And, you know, he has a talk with Chip. And Mr. Garrison's like, I know how to settle this. I've got the power. And he pulls his... USA flag pin. He's like, okay, take the shot. So here's this big beam coming from space and it just blows up the witch and the witch is gone. And the guys celebrate and they all leave with Mr. Garrison and Randy's like, hey, Sharon, 
uh, we're going to celebrate with El Presidente for the rest of the week. We're going to have Crack and Jack and Sharon and a bunch of the people have this disappointed look like you've got to be shitting me. So then they open the bag, the police do, and the kids come out, all except for Heidi. Not because Heidi's in a special spot, it's just she's got to take care of stuff. And Carmen's like, it's okay, officers, she's, she's going to be a while. So now we go to Heidi's house, it's the final scene, it's Halloween night. Carmen is dressed, ready to go, and Heidi is talking, and she's trying to figure out all the stuff that's going on, and Carmen at this point just realizes, this shit ain't happening, we're not going trick-or-treating, he puts the bucket down, he takes the false teeth out, as Heidi continues to talk during the credits, and that is the end of Sons of Witches, the 2017 South Park Halloween episode. Okay, so I'm going to say this right off the bat. This, to me, is not the best Halloween episode that South Park has ever done. But it is far from being the worst. I mean, it is far from being the worst Halloween episode. I think that honor would have to go to the goth episode from several seasons ago um actually you know what i'm gonna pull up the list of what maybe there's a halloween episode that i gave a 10 to because i know fro gave a couple of halloween episodes 10s um gosh did i have i ever given a halloween episode a 10 i don't think i have to be honest um No, I've never given. No, I've I've never given a Halloween episode a ten, which is surprising because, like I said, their Halloween episodes are really good. They really are. Um, I like the premise. The guys have this tradition of kind of celebrating the week of Halloween. Let's dress up as witches, go to the you know go to a park. Let's get wasted, drink Jack Daniels, smoke some crack, you know, let's just get wasted. And then you're continuing at the same time the Heidi Cartman storyline, which, you know, it's been off for a couple of weeks, but it kind of needed to be. And then you got Mr. Garrison involved, and he ends up being greeted as, like, the hero by the boys, you know, who ask for his help. And then the other members of the club from like, and you compare a year ago where it's like, we don't want him to be president. And now it's like, oh, he saved us. He's cool again. <laughs> um, like I said, this is a fun episode. This is a fun Halloween episode. Um, I'm going to give this an eight. It's an eight out of 10. I really enjoy this episode. It's just a fun Halloween episode. That's all it really is. And I think that's what, you know, I don't see too many TV shows nowadays that do Halloween episodes. But when they do them, it should be fun. They should just be fun 
Halloween episodes. That's why I said in the beginning of this show, in this episode, some of these Halloween episodes that South Park has done over the years are just as good or better than some of the Simpsons Halloween episodes that they've put out over the years. So for me to say that, when the Simpsons have been doing this consistently for over 30 years, is a high praise, I think, to Trey Parker and Matt Stone. And what I think Trey and Matt, with Halloween, is they just know, look, it's Halloween, we're going to have a fun time making this up. Let's just make the episode fun. That's all it should be, is fun. So an 8 out of 10, that's going to be my score for me. All right, let's go to the critics, see what they thought of this episode. We'll start with Jesse Shadeen of IGN, who gave the episode an 8.3 out of 10, summarizing his review with, South Park continues to establish a winning formula this season, focusing on more standalone storylines that still pull from current headlines in clever ways. Sons of Witches works as both a commentary on the Harvey Weinstein scandal and its fallout and fun, Simple tale of Randy and his friends being stupid. Pardon me. Jeremy Lambert of 411 Mania gave this an 8.2 out of 10, summarizing that Sons of Witches builds on what has been, in my estimation, a strong season for the show. It had a timely story passed off as an evergreen story, a couple of classic scenes, and plenty of jokes that landed. Charles Bramasco of Vulture gave this one out of five stars. Ooh. Standing in his review, the one thing South Park won't do is take a side, insulating itself from criticism by hiding behind the equal opportunity offender line. As some cry that this is not normal, Trey Parker and Matt Stone can only shrug and respond that things have always been all messed up, business as usual. Dan Caffrey of the AV Club gave this episode a B plus, stating, Sons of Witches rightfully calls out that sort of self-righteous hypocrisy. The people who view themselves as different from the Harvey Weinsteins of the world, when in reality they've taken advantage of the same gross power imbalance in Hollywood and elsewhere. While getting loaded and smoking crack in the woods may be a crass metaphor for the systematic nature of toxic masculinity, it fits right into South Park's wheelhouse of symbolism. And finally, Chris Longo of Den of Geek gave this 3.5 out of 5 stars and said in the review, The episode is better off and more effective by focusing on the toxic culture of masculinity that includes but extends far beyond Trump. And after all, isn't Trump the poster boy for a witch getting away with disgusting behavior anyway? He is, but uh, have you met the person that ends up becoming the president after him? And his son? Just saying. Let's go to IMDb and see what they thought of this week's episode. Over 2,000 people have given an, uh, this episode a rating, and the IMDb rating is a 7.3 out of 10. 562 people gave it a 7. 497 people gave it an 8. That's the score I'm going to give this episode. 283 people gave it a 10. And 50 people gave it a 1. Alright. So now that we have done that, 
it is time for the user reviews. Let's see what the users thought of this episode. And let's see. I'm going to start. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to start with this one. This is a unique name. Eat Paj Ditsevin-520-811150 wrote Thankfully, this episode wasn't about saving the world again, which has gotten super stale, and instead limits its scope to South Park, with one exception. Plus points for therefore feeling somewhat fresh in the grand scheme of the last few seasons. Minus points for not having any particularly great jokes, but there are quite a few decent ones. Obviously, my own opinion, and YMMV, whatever that means. Uh, let's see, do we have any negative... One, okay, we have one negative review. It is from Doug McDonald Burr, who wrote, I hate writing these bad reviews. I used to love South Park. I recently rewatched watched season 6 through 10, and it is consistently hilarious. The creators seem to have disappeared completely up their own asses. I didn't laugh once this entire episode. I used to sometimes have to pause an episode because it was so funny. It used to be kind of rough around the edges, and it didn't always make sense. That was why it was funny. Now, it is slick and polished with multi-layered metaphors and complex social and political satire. It also isn't remotely funny. I really wish they would quit doing this. The people who say this is a good episode are either just haven't seen the show when it was actually good. Don't waste your time. Get one of the earlier seasons instead. They were actually funny. Ooh, wow. Okay, uh, Edvis1997 wrote, Well, it was a pretty good idea, but it wasn't fulfilled, which is really sad. Bella Finch wrote, I'm a big South Park fan, and seeing that they're doing a Halloween episode, I was happy. Their Halloween episodes have always been good, except for that one that I talked about earlier. Trump makes a return, which a ton of fans are not going to like, but I think he was great in this episode. Like, Cartman, I like seeing all the main dads being together. They're funny. I always liked the plots. The plot, the A plot was, uh, the A plot was better. The B plot with Cartman was good, but Cartman still does not feel the same for some reason. Overall, this was a good episode, but it still feels like season 21 which has not been the best. A hamster a nation wrote, I don't know about you, but when I saw this episode, I was thinking, am I watching a South Park episode right now? What is that? There is almost zero fun, no dark humor neither. Just a lame scenario about people dressing up as a witch and one of them being a real one. And the fact is, there is absolutely no goal and they didn't know how to finish it. So, hey, let's get the president, and he kills the witch. Where is the fun avoiding to say witch hunt and joking about it all the episode long? Come on, it looks like a thing for 12 years old viewers. I mean, it's not what you want to see when you are watching a South Park episode. It is just meh. Season 7 missed me so much. All right. Uh, let's see, we've got Tom DeGroot-57224, who wrote, I really enjoy this episode. 
for season 20 the comedy in this episode or 20 season 20 plus the comedy in the in this episode reminds me of early season 4 to 14ish with hints of pre-season 3 the new school environment and characters are tasteful and perfectly balanced even for a south park nerd or passive fan the comedy is good, funny, and the plot was engaging in the most non-serious way. Great episode and must-watch for new episodes. All right, uh, this one is from Queezer. Q oh God, I'm gonna mess this up. <laughs> I'm just gonna spell it out. Q Y Z R Z K N T. Who wrote? Actually, Belly laughed out loud a few at a few moments in this episode. I think it's tried to go back to its roots after the nonsense PC President Trump era. It's nowhere near as funny as the early years, but it was entertaining nonetheless. Watch it with an open mind and don't expect too much from it, and hopefully it will at least make you smile. The final review is from Eric Stevenson, who wrote... This episode features the dads of South Park becoming witches, except for Chip, who in fact becomes a literal one with an evil magic book. We get to see more of Heidi's interactions with Cartman. I thought he broke up with her? Well, it turns out he simply can't do that, and I do think that they have some pretty good dynamics together. It's great to see Mr. Garrison again, or should I say, President Garrison. We still have yet to hear from the member grapes, well, member bears, but I know what he means. Really, the animation was quite good, especially with how Chip transformed into the witch. For a show that can be made in a week, that's a pretty big compliment. I admit this episode could have had a lot more jokes. It wasn't that funny. It still featured the characters in a pretty unique situation. Even the intro was different, and I'm pretty sure this is the first time we saw a Halloween intro with this new format. The episode's pacing was pretty good, but it wasn't anything that memorable. Nice to have a Halloween episode in the last episode before the holiday this year. Yeah, like I said, you know, and, and I'll, you know, beat the dead horse one more time. South Park Halloween episodes, they are normally really, really good. You can follow the show on Twitter or X, whatever it's called by the time you're listening to this at Sharks Pond 97 and you can join the Facebook group Sharks Pond a South Park podcast where you can join other fans to discuss past and present South Park episodes and even the future ones when they come up and don't forget to check out our friends at SMB a South Park review where they discuss classic South Park episodes well remember earlier in the episode I was talking about how Kyle told Carbon that he should just dump Heidi leave the poor girl alone well, next time, Kyle is going to get caught in the middle because the episode next time is doubling down. That is next time here on Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I'm Bill. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you all next time. Hansel. 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 Hansel?